Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Carrie Davis, Randy Carricker, we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and into the Blues booth. We get a chance to visit with Blues Analyst on Bally Sports Midwest, TNT's Darren Pang. Panger, good morning. How are you? Good morning, uh, Randy and Carrie. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing just fine. A little bit of a letdown last night, I'd have to say, just because of... Uh you know, all that transpired in that great game in, in Florida and coming back. So no uh, no comeback magic last night for the boys. Overall, though, Kerry and I were talking about it earlier. It's not like the Blues got dramatically outplayed, is it? They just they ran into a really good team that was playing well. Well, yeah, I think overall they, they certainly had a little bit more desperation uh, they did, uh, Dallas did. I thought when the game was kind of getting tight, they I think they, their structure was pretty darn good. They, they, they made it difficult at times for the Blues to – to get into the zone and, and to have that sustained pressure. But in saying all that, you're right. I thought the Blues um, still generated a number of really good scoring chances. And, you know, we showed it last night a couple of times there, that uh, that passing play that Bushnevich ended up having a great chance early on. You know, you get that one nothing lead and you can kind of get rolling from there and uh, get, you know, get a little uh, – not that not that you're playing catch up because that wasn't an overly hard catch up game, but still it'd be nice on home ice to, to get that first goal and to create that energy. And um, you saw what happened with the with the crowd when when the Blues scored, you know, to make it a one goal game, and and you could feel the you could feel the way the building was. So they just uh, weren't able to to do that uh, early on in the game. Was there anything in particular that you saw? Obviously, you talked about the Bucinavich opportunity. Um, were, there, were there any things that you felt like were missed opportunities or was Wedgwood just playing outstanding last night? No, I think there's always an opportunity, especially when you know you think you're facing one of the best goalies in the league in Jake Ottinger, and then you find out just as the team's going onto the ice that there is no other goaltender that word trickled down then that, uh, that Wedgwood was uh, – you know, was uh, was going to be the starter, and uh, he's their backup goaltender. He provided them with some some good goaltending early on, but um, you know, I think I think the letdown is that uh, that you had a chance against their you know not their best goaltender, Kerry. And um, but, but but you know, but all in all, I I still I I still think that there's a there, there's 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 a different game that the Blues can play. That's that's a harder game. That's that's a game that is not so east west. Um, and I agree with, I'm not sure which player it said after the game, but we said it a couple of times that, you know, there was opportunities when you're down by one goal, looking for the next play or the prettiest play or the one that's going to get you on the, on the highlight reels. When you're playing a good defending team with sticks in their lanes and, and, and uh, like Dallas is, then those plays aren't going to happen. So what's going to happen is you're going to, you know, you're, 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 you're going to surrender good scoring opportunities and not get any chances whatsoever. So I think the Blues probably approach going to the next game is we got to start shooting some pucks at the net a lot more than we do and change this mentality of always going dot to dot or east to west and make that that next great play that looks you know looks so good. But 
when the game's on the line and you're down by one, I, I think you got to put more more stuff at the net. There was a play earlier in the first period. Uh, score was still 0-0. Josh Levo took a shot on goal, but he had Tarasenko right there to the right of him. Do you think that's an opportunity where you know Tarasenko is your guy, you get him have an opportunity for him to get a shot on goal? Uh, do you think that that's an opportunity for him to take that shot and, and give him that uh, give Tarasenko that shot as opposed to Levo taking it? No, uh, that's 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 always interesting, and and some players you know, think the game differently. And I think that just goes to show you that, you know, Levo's approach is, is, is a little bit more straight line and meat and potatoes. And, and so his thought was, I'm, I'm close to the net. I'm going to get this puck towards the net. You know, I think, you know, when you've got a guy like uh, Bushnevich or Robert Thomas, who's one of the most gifted passers in the league, um, like Robert Thomas in that spot, he's thinking, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put the shooter, Tarasenko in the best possible position. Um, I can't blame Josh Levo care for that. I, I think that you know his job going to that game was okay. Let's get this puck towards the net mm-hmm. and and keep things a little bit more simple. And and so um, always always a difference in players and difference in in the way they think the game. And, and uh, um, I, I think if Josh Levo makes a play to the to Vladdy and it doesn't work and the puck goes the other way. Uh, then we're probably all saying, well, yeah. why wouldn't Josh Levo shoot that puck? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Hanging along those lines on the Robertson goal, and boy, is he something. But you made, mm-hmm. the, you made the point that Mikula needs to get the puck in deep. He was taking the shot at yeah. the net. It goes off the shins of Robertson, and he just takes off the other way. Is that a 100% thing? Should, should a player always be trying to get, get the puck into the corner? And obviously there's a player between Mikula and the goal, but... It, is it situational, or should they always try to get the puck deep into the corner? Well, I mean, you're, you're talking the circumstance of the game. You're, you're talking about, you know, the Blues having some pressure in the O-zone, um, not, you know, not, not yet at a point where you're pulling the goal. And you probably heard me say it a couple of times. I said in the Florida game, if you've got sustained pressure at five-on-five five and you've got the other team on their heels like they did in Florida, out shooting them 24 in the third period, don't prematurely pull the goalie. Because all the work that you're putting into it can end just like that, like it did last night. But in that situation with, with Mikola, when you've got a player coming at you with his shin pads facing you, it has to 100% get beyond that first layer. He knows it. I mean, it's, it's clear as day. It's, it's, been, it's been around the game for a lot of years. Um, I know back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, the forward probably didn't go block that shot like that. But it does, they do now. And they get the shin pads there, and that has to. Um, I mean, I, I can't even stress it enough that that has to get through. If, if there's no play towards the net, because it's hard to get it through a player's shin pads, then putting it around the boards and getting the defending team on their heels a little bit more, make them stop and work for it and stop and start. Uh, I mean, it's it's just as good as putting a puck towards the net. And in that particular play, that's just one that has to get through. There's no question about it for me. Hey, Panger, uh, Callie Rosen made a really good play on the on a on a play near the goal last night. Do you see what are you seeing from him? Because it seems like every time he's out there, he's just making more and more plays. Do you see him getting more time on the ice because of how well he's playing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the guy's a he's a gifted skater, and he's you know he's. Um, he sees the ice extremely well, and it was it was Callie Rosen that made that play over to Bushnevich, and everybody in the building thought he was probably going to shoot that puck, but um, that pass that he made was a, I mean that was a that 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 had great vision to it, you know. So, yeah, I think uh, I think it, and it and it does probably get tough 
for when you go 11 and 7 meaning seven defensemen instead of the normal you know six and then you've got you know 11 forwards instead of four full lines um they pulled that off in the in the uh, the game in um in uh in Florida um, I think they were concerned with a couple of injuries on the back end and want to make sure everybody was fine. And then, of course, last night, um, Justin Falk, you know, that's that's a big day for Justin Falk. You know, mm-hmm. he, his, his wife gives birth to a baby. He probably had, I think he said, an hour's sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you don't blame the coach staff whatsoever to, to go 11-7 and seven because what if he runs out of gas or what if he's not real sharp, you know? At least you've got the full complement of six other guys. So, But at the, but at the end of it all, I think getting into a rhythm when there's 7D has got to be rather difficult for them. And so um, it's not something that that's why coaches don't do it all the time. And it, and it, it, it does work. And sometimes you have to have it uh, in prep, preparation for, for an injury or a situation like we had last night with Justin Falk. But as far as Callie Rosen's concerned, he, um, he's proven that he's an NHL player um, every day. I, I, I love the way he plays. Panger, you uh, have a TNT game on Wednesday. Do you have the Oilers-Blackhawks game? No, I have. Uh, I'm heading to Detroit today, Good. and uh, going to see those pesky Red Wings and some of those former Blues. It'll be nice to catch up with uh, with Sunny Side Up, Big Oscar Sundquist, and David Perron, and Billy Huso, and Jake Wallman, and uh, and see how they're doing because they've they've had a real good start to the year. So I'll I'll be doing that game tomorrow night. All right, looking forward to that. And how's Bruce? Oh, Bruce is really good. He was made sure he got me up this morning. We had to go for a nice little walk right there, and. Um, he, he's not showing a lot of gumption early in the morning right now, you know. So I might have to. I might have. We might have to do some sprints, you know. A goal line to blue line, goal line to red line, down and back. So some Herbie Brooks's, you know what I mean? You're gonna gas her him? Yeah, I might Bobby gas off him. No, just, just run gassers. Oh yes. <laughs> I thought Bobby put the boys through some drills back in the day. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> hey, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Always good to talk to you. Have a great day, fellas. See you Thursday. You bet. See you later. That is Darren Pang, the Blues Analyst on Bally Sports with us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.